Hey everyone, it's John Carella, one of the co-creators and executive producer of Dance Moms. And I am super excited. I feel so excited to be doing a podcast about all things dance. We're going to talk about dance and film and TV. We're going to talk about the dance competition world. And we're also going to talk about some LGBTQ issues that intersect with dance. This space is going to be a safe space for myself, for you, for the guest to use our voice. Usually after the podcast, I'll do the intro, but after the one with Frank Gatson, I need to just, I need it to just kind of sit in it and relax in it. Afterwards, I went down a rabbit hole of all the things we talked about, but especially the Dream Girls rabbit hole, um, Alvin Ailey and Vogue, people that he's worked with, people that influenced him. And I want to thank him for that, for reminding me of these God-given, amazing, talented people who dance and perform. I'm sure you'll go down the Beyonce rabbit hole. We talk about that, about his relationship with her, how when he was, when he first met her and what that was like when she was a teenager and their working relationship and relationship in general and love for each other. And we just talk about a lot of meaningful things, things that are going on right now in society, social issues, and as well as things in dance. So sit back, relax, and be reminded by Frank Gatson of just the beauty and love of dance. Please welcome Frank Gatson. Welcome everyone to Dance Dad with John Carella podcast. And I am here for the second or third time with the iconic Dance Dad of the Stars, original beehive, Frank Gatson. This is me clapping, Frank. Say that again. What's up, John? How are you? What's up? The the devil did not want us to speak. (laughs) Yeah, no. I'm glad I'm still here and able to do it, you know. I know, me too. I want everyone to hear your great, good advice that I've known of for many years. And um, I thank you so much for coming back and doing this again, because I wanted to um, just share your wisdom. I mean, right off the bat, and this is something you said, that you were the original beehive, so to speak. and. Yes. My question is, after thinking and talking to you, was what was it? Because, yes, you choreograph and creative direct, but what was it that you saw in Beyonce many years ago where you knew she had it? Well, I met Beyonce in 1997, September. Uh, The reason... I was asked to come there is because uh, Camille York from Columbia Records knew I worked with in Vogue. And she told me about this new girl group named Destiny's Child. And so I went to Morlandis on uh, Ventura and Violent in September of 1997. And it was just something interesting about when I walked into rehearsal, I met the four girls, Toya, Latavia, Kelly, and Beyonce. But Beyonce, you could just tell that she was gifted in something very, very special. 
So after working with those girls for four hours that day, I came out of that rehearsal talking about, I just met the second coming of Michael Jackson. And people say, what, is it, what does that mean? I mean, she's, just, she's, as, she's as gifted. She's, she's magical. She was beautiful. She was just something that I, I, I think my gift is to see a gift. And I saw her gift immediately. So, and, and there's people listening to this that want you to see their gift and that want many people to see their gift. So what is it that you look for in a dancer or a singer or a performer? It's, it's nothing that I look for. I think it's because I was with the group called Up With People. Up, up with people. You meet them wherever you go. Up, up with people. The best kind of folks you know. If more people were for people, all people everywhere, there'll be a lot less people to worry about and a lot more people who care. So Up With People was an organization that I joined in uh, 1980. And we traveled around the world singing and dancing to build bridges of understanding between races and cultures. And we used to do the Super Bowl halftime show before the big stars started doing it. This, I think up with people, we did the Super Bowl three times. That's big. Okay. Uh, so, so it's something about traveling around the world. We lived with families. We, we didn't stay in hotels. Okay. So when you live with families who, who didn't speak English or something, your people skills become very keen keen. They, they, I, you know, you, you have to read sign language. You have to read how they feel. So I think by traveling around the world with three years with other people, it made my uh, people skills really keen. So when I meet somebody or I see somebody perform, something about how they feel is magical to me. So I think that's a gift. You know, some people might think my gift is to dance or, or to do what I've done all my life, but I think my gift is to see. So I agree. I yeah. definitely agree because you've worked with and Vogue, Tony Braxton, not to bring me into it, but you yep. saw me at a young age and believed in me and always gave me great, good opportunities dancing on tour with Tony and Vogue. You did say. Yeah, let me help I, you out a little bit. I've, I've helped put a lot of choreographers and dancers on. Danielle Polanco, Jamal Sims. Rosario McCoy, Fly Burton, Lavelle Smith, Travis Payne, uh, Gigi Hunter has done things for me. You know, I, I've always been able to, Robin Tasha Ford, you know, Edgar, like I, I, I can see a great dancers. I knew Rich and Tone. Rich and Tone are, are, are dancers that Lavelle and Travis discovered in um, Oakland. But, but my gift is to see, okay, they're, they're talented. They had a whole nother style. And, and, you know, I, I saw Usher in Milwaukee. That's how I started working with Usher. I saw Usher's mom at Milwaukee. I said, yo, your son is amazing. So she hired me to work with Usher for You Make Me Wanna. You remind me my way. So I, I, I just think it's a gift. It has to be. And I'm still- So what doing. would you- <laughs> No, you do. I know you do. You're still working with um, Brandy. Oh, now, Honey and- Long, Brandy in Vogue is still one of my clients. I think I'm getting ready to work back with Tyrese. Luke James and I did a wonderful film uh, called, uh, I forget the name of it, but Shine was one of the songs we recorded. Uh, It's a lot of stuff going on. I have a girl group that I helped put together with uh, Kelly Rowland uh, called June's Diary. You know, one of the girls just had a baby, so we're kind of reconfiguring the group and making sure that it works. Uh, I want to do movie musicals. Todd Sams has, has this incredible musical that we're working on. So 
the best is yet to come. <laughs> and we, we did skip a little bit cause I know we're, um, I was trying to get into the meat of it, but I do this in all the podcasts. I actually just um, interviewed Darius Hickman. He just got off of tour with Beyonce. With, um, Beyonce. So yeah. we did this too. So I'm going to bring you into the group of all the guests. So it's those four questions. How do you feel? Where do you feel it? What color is it? And what is it saying? And I'm going to start. Okay. So how do I feel? I feel anxious. <laughs> Um, where do I feel it? I feel it in my heart. What color is it? It's white. And what is it saying? To breathe. Your turn. You're up. You got to ask the questions because that's a lot of information. <laughs> <laughs> Frank, you know what I love about you? You yeah. never change. You really don't. I love that. Like 20 years ago, working with you and you sitting in front of the screen, I really feel that. And I love that about you. Um, oh. How do you feel? I feel like I can see my gray hair. How does that make you feel? Mad? No, I'm not mad. I'm glad <laughs> I'm still here. Yeah, hell. <laughs> you know? Grateful. Okay. How about grateful? Is that a, That's a feeling. That's great. Yes. Where do you feel it? In my knees. <laughs> <laughs> I love these answers. It's yeah. good. What color is it? Blue. Blue. Yeah. And what is it saying? It's saying, it's saying brown. <laughs> okay. It's saying brown. Okay. That's, hey, that's you know, it. we can't judge our feelings. So, right. okay. I was trying um, to be as honest as possible. And that's, that's what came to mind, all those things. Okay. <laughs> What made, what do you love about dance and about singers and singing and performing? What do you love about it? I think musicians, dancers, and singers can change the world. It's the one thing that all people love. You know, someone who's handicapped will dance and love it. Someone who's racist will dance and love it. Someone who is, you know, little, short, big heavy set or whatever. They all love the dance. It's, it's, you know, every party, every wedding, every backyard picnic, people are dancing. And, you know, and I love songs that just touch the heart, like reach out and touch somebody's hand. You know, those kind of things. Donna Ross was so amazing with all that kind of stuff. How she just reached out and touched. And Michael Jackson's singing songs like Another Part of Me, you know, it's, it's you know, In Vogue has a song called Part of Me. You know, Brandy has a song called He Is. You know, I just love that song. I love that song. Almost doesn't count. All of us, all of us have been in love, but almost doesn't count. <laughs> you know, music can change the world. It can bring peace and we need it. We do need it. Yeah. Yeah. Well, you brought it up. You said, um, you know, racist people can dance. So you, you brought that up. So I wanted to see, because I know you've been in, you're iconic. You're an OG, a legend in the dance community and the music community. Do you feel it's changed enough for the dance community? I, we'll talk about dance. Do you feel, where do you feel that as? Has that changed yeah. enough for yeah. the black community and the brown community as far as racism in dance? Because I know I've felt I it even being Mexican isms in dance. I think there's racism. I think there's sexism. Uh, 
I, I think, you know, no one would ever understand this, but I think in the hip hop days, a lot of times guy choreographers and guy dancers wouldn't get hired because I think some of the hip hop community is homophobic. So they would hire girls before they would hire boys. Um, I think that uh, the sexism of it is sometimes they want to make a guy who's a dancer be automatically gay. Uh, I think when I do a big job like Nike or something, I, sometimes I was the only token black. You know, you have like 20 people in a cast and there may be one black girl and one black boy. So I guess that's like tokenism or something. So mm-hmm. I think all that stuff still exists today. You know, and I just want to say to the world, I don't I don't care what you your your sexual orientation is. I don't care what color you are. Can you dance? You know, that's too much. That's how I look at it. Can you dance? And I think if you can dance, that's going to be a bridge of understanding between people and races because, oh, I don't know. I, I don't like black people, but that's a dancing kid there. You know, maybe it helps. I don't know. How can, how can we change that more? I, or is I, that I, a systematic thing that's deeper I, I, than dance? You, you know, with everything going on in politics right now, you thought it was going away. You know, I'm old enough to remember the for colored only water fountains. I remember that in the Farmerville, Louisiana courthouse. I was there with my mom and I saw her going to a colored only bathroom. Also on my birth certificate, it says colored. OK, uh, and and I got to yeah. see that myself, to see the water fountain that was for colored people only and to see the bathroom that was for colored people only. And and it's just weird that they really thought that black people were nasty. They needed their own bathrooms. You couldn't share bathrooms with them. That's really deep when you think about it. Or like, you know, you had to when we traveled to go south from Milwaukee, you had to find the black only hotels. Uh, that's like the early 60s, the early 60, 1965. I think it started changing probably after King died, you know, when he was assassinated. You know, so today it's it's kind of hidden. You know, like when you, I think the cops sometimes will use it because they, they I guess everybody, um, what, what's the word? They, they just, they assume that you're a bad kid because you're black. Okay. Now, if a cop stops me, I'm, I'm yes, sirring and everything. Yes, sir. No, I'm sir. No, because I want to get home. And if they're wrong, then I can deal with them, you know, with my mother and my lawyers and stuff mm-hmm. like that. So young people have to be uh, polite to cops so they don't get shot because the wrong move can have you, you know, dead. And we've seen that over and over again here in the United States. Sad. It's really sad. It's very sad. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's know. extremely again, sad. Music and dance can bring people together, and you know, it's like it's like even the K-pop thing. It's just so I, I'm probably getting in trouble for saying this, but it's so amazing to me how they respect the soulful male group of Motown. Because when I watch those K-pop groups, I think of Motown. That's the weirdest thing, because you know they they have these soulful steps. They're killing it, you know, and, and and I hope to do something like that in America with some black male groups. I would love to do that with some talented kids like the a young Travis Payne, a Chris Grant, you know, those people who can really kill it, like you. Like, I don't know if you can sing, but if you would have been a group, you Thank know, you. you could kill it, you know, because I think... You, those, well, I was, you I was in a group for um, Jack in the Box. We were called the Meaty Cheesy Boys. <laughs> and believe it or not, who was Babyface's first wife? What was her name? Tracy? 
Tracy Edmonds, yes, yes. She contacted us. It was me, Wade Robson, oh, wow. Brendan Henschel. Oh. We did a commercial. Oh, we yeah. were fake. Yeah. We were a fake boy group. Oh, and they was and they called us and they wanted to make us into a group. And we were like, this is fake. We are a jack in the box. Wade, all y'all are incredible dancers. Wow. Yeah. yeah. Well, thank you. Back to what you were saying. And um, I think you met my dad in Paris for Tony Braxton. My parents flew oh, out. Yeah. Uh -huh. My father, um, my father was a millionaire by the time he was 30. This is in 1984 oh, wow. as a Mexican man. And so recently, so no. <laughs> I'm, I'm sorry. That why your skin looks so good back in the day? No, I'm playing. <laughs> you know, you know why it looks good? I yeah. just finished a photo shoot for the podcast. So I'm a little painted right now. Okay, got it. Okay, good. Okay. <laughs> but um, I recently asked him, you know, he's 75 now. And mm -hmm. uh, I said, Dad, I said, and I want to be clear with this. You're get it, but I'm going to be really careful. Um, I want to think out what I'm going to say, but yeah. I said to my dad, I said, you know, dad, um, as a Mexican man, do you feel you would have made more money on your jobs as a contractor, even with these big companies, if you were a white man? Wow. And he said, John, he said, you know, growing up, uh, we were rich, meaning that he was using that word and he goes, yeah. If I was a white man, we would have been wealthy. Meaning he didn't make as, even though they gave him a lot of money for what right. he did, right. it wasn't to the caliber if he was a white man. So I want to ask you as a black choreographer, creative director, do you feel that same way too? Hell yes. You know, because when I bought that, when I bought my first home in LA in 1997, you know, I, 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 let's go, just, I'm going to relate it back to the dance. You know, the no, no, no video. That's the first video that I did with Destiny's Child. No, no, no. And you know, yes, with John JK. Yeah. Yeah. You know, it's yeah. John. Yeah. He was there. Yeah. He was in it. And Courtney, uh, you know, what side is side is the grass that you lay down that's, yes. and, you, and it grows really quick. Cause it's already there. I, I remember on that set, Destiny's Child had all this, grass and I said can I take it home you know because I had just bought a house you know and I needed grass in my front yard and and I got the grass there and I started laying it down on the ground and a neighbor walked by and said sir you know you have a you know you live here in LA now you're gonna have to build a sprinkler system under the ground to keep that grass green because when I grew up in Milwaukee we just had that sprinkler thing that just went around like that you know and you lay it out there so I I was so humbled by the white people in my neighborhood having to pay HOA, Home Owners Association. I had a pool. I had trees. I had people had to garden stuff. And I just couldn't comprehend how these white neighbors of mine, that money was nothing to them, you know, and they were young, like 33. It's just like something about black folks. I can't talk about Mexican folks, but I know black folks. We, our generations don't have that kind of money. I think that's why our generations need reparations. But those white families, they have passed that money down, down and down, and they can afford HOA, the grass, the pool service. You know, uh, the, the, you know, sometimes I know some people in black neighborhoods don't take care of their homes, not because they're trifling. Maybe they just don't have the money to paint the house outside. So it's, it's, it's definitely a, you know, I don't know what rich is yet. I, I know what 
All right is, but all of us people in show business are one check from being broke. That's just what it is, you know? Do you, and then we'll move on after this, but do you feel that racism still exists in the dance community? I, I think because there are a lot of gay folks in the dance community, I think it is not as bad as in the regular community. Does that make okay. sense? You know? Yeah. But I know West Hollywood had a little racism uh, before this guy named Ivan Daniels went in there and kind of integrated some clubs. Uh, Ivan just passed away, a matter of fact. And I just found this information out. The clubs in West Hollywood would not let him rent the clubs. He had to take out a, more insurance when he brought black gay kids into those clubs. So I would consider that racism. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I mean, I actually... I, re I had a, a meeting with the mayor regarding gays and racism in West Hollywood. I facilitated it with um, a black queer friend of mine and a black lesbian. And I sat there and just connected them. Mm -hmm. I knew someone in the business and they were marching for George Floyd. And they are a person of influence. And there's a point here, everyone, is they are a person who makes decisions that have a power position. And I said, it would be better if you took off that painting of your grandfather and the slaves in your living room. Maybe you should take that down and march. Don't keep that up on your wall. That makes me feel extremely uncomfortable when I'm walking in. So that's to show you that there's still a lot of, we've but, talked about this on other podcasts that- that, that there's that, even someone like, go ahead. Sorry. You you know, I don't know, you know, you be Mexican American, you can feel racism. You can, you can feel it when you walk into the room, especially with my keen people skills. Like I, I know sometimes I'll go to a hotel and the elevator door will open. And if I see a woman grab her purse, I don't get on the elevator. Mm -hmm. I just don't get on. People say, why don't you get on? Because I don't want to give her that. I, I want to show, no, I'm not getting on the elevator. I'm not a threat. So just go on up by yourself so you relax getting up to the seventh floor, whatever floor you're going to, you know? So, but you, I, I know I, I'm built to, to feel it. You, you know what I mean? Does that make sense? You could just, we can walk into the room and know. This is what I say too. You know, you are in these positions where you are, I mean, with Beyonce, with Brandy, with people of influence. Right. I always say, rather than you being at the table, Frank Gatson, you need to be in charge. People always say, well, we have them at the table. Yeah, but I think, I'm, and I I say, think, but I think I'm, I'm, I'm a problem to people. I'm too honest. I'm a threat. You know, there's, that's one time in the Super Bowl meeting, I got kicked out because I challenged the producers. Okay. I've been fired from a lot of artists because I told them the truth. Then they hired me back. So mm -hmm. I got to learn to be a little more diplomatic to be at the tables. But I, I look at show business as you need to be honest. You need to be honest. You need to be honest. You shouldn't be fake. You shouldn't be licking people butt just because they're a star. They need to understand the real reason why they were whack on stage or the reason that their sound was messed up. It's like everybody in show business, they're sugarcoating stuff with the people they work for. Stars are human beings just like us. They should get respect from us and, and they should give us respect. Were you honest with Beyonce? Oh, yeah. If you liked or didn't like something? 
that's why she 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 could handle it. She she was she was a pro. You know, there, there's footage of her calling me her twin. She and I could think it at the same time. You know, me and Brandy are like that. We could read the room, but 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 Brandy has learned to accept my honesty. But Beyonce always accepted it. She never liked people not being truthful to her. She even told directors. Frank told me that we weren't going to have this prop. And then the director might say, well, we are. I said, they're still lying to you, Beyonce. And then Beyonce was like, I don't like people lying to me. So are we going to have that prop or not? And she was she was like a guy almost. And, you know, never making it personal, never having no messy attitude about it. It was just a fact. You know, like I always say, this is not church of God in Christ. This is not a high school talent show. We are really in show business. It's important that we try to do the best work we could ever do. Michael Jackson was like that. Beyonce stands for that. And I will always stand for that for that when I work with any artist I work with. I come into the room wanting excellence because my very first job was 1986 with Michael Jackson's Smooth Criminal. It doesn't get any bigger than that. A, a, a video shoot to shot for 30 days, $10,000 each for a dancer. Come on. That was great. It was great. Yeah, I remember. I I think I did that at a dance competition when I was that age, my dance teacher. But everyone, make sure you go because there's a lot of younger sometimes people that listen to this. Go YouTube, Smooth Criminal, and you'll be blown away by the whole and it, experience. It's a movie, Moonwalker. Michael did a complete movie called Moonwalker, and but Smooth Criminal was like a ten minute number inside of Moonwalker. Incredible. Yeah, it's funny that you said. Um, Beyonce said you're your twin because I remember looking at the a YouTube video and seeing her yell her name from the stage of Renaissance. Oh yeah. You you talking about when I was in Chicago and I went to the Renaissance tour, right? Yeah, and she I heard her yell like it was like she got pulled out of being in a scene. She was just like, Frank, like is that little, you? It was like the little girl came out, you know. Just imagine I met her in ninety seven. Okay, she was fifteen years old. And when she shot it from the air in the Soldier Field Arena, the Soldier Field Stadium, is that Frank? You know, I could immediately hear her like a little girl. And I looked up and I started cheesing like a little clown. I was just so impressed that she saw me in the midst of all those people down there, you know. And I think she saw me because one of the twins, uh, Laurent, they jumped off stage to come give me that. And she must have saw it. Why is my dancer jumping off the stage? And then she saw that it was me, you know. And then what's, so, what's really great about that 10 minutes before she said was that, Frank, Jay-Z said the same thing. Like he was in the mm -hmm. pit and he saw Chris Grant standing next to me. And he says, is that Frank? He came and gave me love. It was just really great, man. I just imagine two of them when they're sitting down laughing, they must be talking about my crazy ass. They have to because <laughs> I've said some crazy things. They know how passionate I am. They know I mean no harm. You know, Beyonce has told me many times, Frank, your passion is going to get you in trouble. And and it, it does. You know, it, 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 a lot of people don't hire me because they think that I'm trouble. I'm not trouble. I know I'm not trouble. I just want the greatest. I want history to be made. So they just don't get me. They and you've everybody, everybody who's worked with me gets me. If they heard about me, they don't get me. Well, and I always I think I told you this before when I see her. I immediately think of you, that you were a big influence on her dancing, on her knowledge of dance. I think yeah. I saw her recently in an old video saying she wanted to take point class, and she did at Alvin Ailey. And I, in my head, I thought, Frank must have set that up. Well, we had a six-month uh, ballet intensive with Beyonce when she went solo, right before we did Crazy in Love. 
That's, that's amazing. And that's the, I did, I saw something too on your Instagram recently and it said, um, let me look here. You, we wrote technique always wins. What do you mean by that? Well, you know how everybody's doing this Uchi coochie booty shaking, dancing. Uh, it, it's like when we did the uh-uh dance in Crazy in Love, it was a, you know, uh-uh, the butt move. Beyonce didn't want to do that, you know, and, and we kept saying, oh, we're not going to do it. We kept saying, but it, we kept coming back to uh-uh, 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 And then I said, Beyonce, let's do it, but let's get trained girls who have technique to do it. They'll pull it up and make it look more classy. And so I feel like when you're got a little training, you know how to walk in your heels. I noticed Aisha on, on Instagram today, she was teaching people how to bevel, B-L-V-A. B-E-L-V-A. And a bevel always pulls you up the way you squeeze, the way that you hold on. And, and, and training does that. You know, not that you're trying to be a ballet dancer, but if you just take a year of ballet and you can become a better commercial dancer. Was that, which Aisha was that? Aisha Francis. She oh, was one okay. of okay. original Crazy in Love Girls. You know. Now, yeah. what I was when I first started working for you, cause I was trained by people that wanted me to most likely go to the East coast to dance, but I came to yeah. the West coast. That's the real dance. Then I'm working. <laughs> That's what they Yes. <laughs> so then I'm working with you and you I mean, say the words working, like. Working dancers are in LA though. Okay. Let's keep it clear. You know, the dancers that make money and buy houses and homes. Go ahead. And I was closer to home and my boyfriend at the time lived here. So there was a lot that came in, but I'm working with you thinking, oh, it's going to be Tony Braxton. You know, I wouldn't think she would be a Paula Abdul type singer. Right. And then you come in and you say, Bevel, Bont Ma, you know, Jack Cole, Paula Abdul, you know, all of these amazing dance, you love dance and you know, the history of dance. Where did you learn all of this? I mean, like... Like I started late, but my, the, I took stupid dance classes in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I took some classes at the University of Wisconsin in Madison. But when I traveled with up with people for three years, I got to see all styles, you know. And then when I quit up with people to go to New York to dance, I noticed that I wasn't trained enough. So I would go to Alvin Ailey. I would go to the Broadway Dance Center. I would go to see Pepsi Bethel, like an old school, Claude Thompson, and these kids and these teachers who were they had been there since the 50s they would show me stuff i knew uh gregory hines i knew maurice hines you know uh gregory hines maurice hines just passed away amazing that he would take he would be right next to me at the broadway dance center with frank hatchett taking class this older man and he was killing it and you just saw all this stuff i knew of debbie allen i worked for debbie allen she she was always working you hard you know and and I don't know. I just, I, I love it. I, I love Fred Astaire. I love Gene Kelly. I love the Nicholas brothers. Um, I remember seeing a show in Broadway, not in Broadway. I remember seeing a show in Reno, Nevada called Hooray Hollywood Hooray. It had like a hundred dancers in it. You know, I, I've seen it all, you know, I love it. I love it. I love it. I love it. <laughs> West Side Story. Come on. I know, but I, I mean, I'm even, you're saying, like you say, Claude Thompson. I'm like, whoa, I remember, wasn't Claude even in Elvis Presley's jail? Uh, he, he used to choreograph for Elvis Presley. Yeah. He, he so that's, do you feel, you know, I was trained that way. So I think, I actually thank my teachers because they taught us, I, I already came into LA knowing this stuff. Right. Do you feel dancers know these people now? Hell no. Some people don't even know Alvin Ailey. 
you know, but, mm-hmm. but, but you, but, but I think what it is, everybody's caught up in just this sexualized dancing right now. And they're caught up in just getting to the combination right now in class, you know, not everybody, but some people and, and, and it's just not enough shared. And, and I think once again, people like myself, you said it earlier and I, I'm glad that you talked about it. I need to be at the table when it comes to dance. Okay. So that we can change the culture. You know, I was telling somebody from Dancer Alliance the other day, you know, they were, they're talking about these new fees and stuff. I said, yeah, but before the kids can make these new fees, hopefully they can dance. You know, if you got great dancers, these fees won't be a problem. But, but if you got okay dancers, it, it's, it's like, bef- I think you have to get a, I, I wish dancers had an audition to be a professional. <laughs> I, I don't know if that makes sense, but. I wish there was. I I mean, well, isn't there maybe to go with their agents? Their agents should do that. The agents are lame. They just hire you when you get a job. (laughs) Shit. (laughs) That's just what they do. I remember when I came here. Well, it's it's the money. It's the money thing. It's not that. It's just that I just feel like we have to step up the dance world. Shout out to the Ariana girl in the West Side Story uh, new movie with Steven Spielberg. That girl made dance rise. Shout out to Chicago, the musical. That musical made dance rise. Those two things that I could think of right now, you know, even Anthony Thompson in them with the Rhythm Nation stuff, that was a moment. Thriller was a moment. You know, Humbly Single Ladies was a moment. Moment. You know, uh, we need to change. We can't just have the same old same thing. I love Rihanna Super Bowl. I consider that the best Super Bowl ever because of how the dance was so clean, so innovative, and it was now. And they danced in the air. You know, I get in trouble for saying that, but that's my opinion. I thought, shout Well, I find it interesting. You're honest with yourself and other people because you think it's better than the one that you did for Beyonce. So that shows you how honest you are. Right, yeah. You you, You know, sometimes when we do our own work, we get caught up in it. And what's so sad when we do our own work, yes, we're biased to it. Yes, we're like nepotistic about it. <laughs> I hope that makes sense. You know, like ne- ne- nepotism is families. But anyway, it's, it's yeah, bad. it's your baby. Yeah, it's your baby. But but for me, it was innovative. I never thought to put the dance in the air when I did my Super Bowl right away. That wins because of that. It was in the air in that big space. I was only on a football field. <laughs> but on your defense, I bet you 10 years ago, you were not able to do that. I, I don't, I think you were. Oh, oh no doubt. Oh. About it. <laughs> no, You're like, no, no, no. I just didn't think of it. I just didn't think of it. And, 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 and also I, I just feel like we, I, I've done a lot of great things in my life, but the final judge is, is the fans. It's, it's the audience. And and when everybody's doing that dance the next day, that's when you know it's successful. Does that make sense? I, I don't. I don't remember. Seeing yeah, a lot. doing the little, the little back thing with it. the hand. Crazy in Love was one of those moments. Crazy in Love was a, a moment. We knew that was a great video. But the Super Bowl, no one repeated our Super Bowl, but everybody repeated Rihanna's Super Bowl the next day. You know, you saw old Granny Mama was doing the Super Bowl for Rihanna, so our Super Bowl for Beyonce movement was Crazy in Love, and then probably Single Ladies. But Rihanna's big moment with dance was Super Bowl. And I'm really anxious to see what Usher's going to do. I hope he brings it. Because like right now, he's in that, that K-pop uh, solo act. I can't think of his name. 
Oh, this is some of Usher's most incredible work. He's dancing his butt off in it. You got to check it out. I when I I assumed you still worked with him. No, I I, I worked with Usher last in I forget 2010 maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He. Okay. Uh, yeah. But I. But I. That's why I, I kind of say you're the I, dance I, dad I, to I, the stars. I could text. I text Usher. I said, make sure you kill the Super Bowl, and he says he plans to. That's a good answer, right? <laughs> well, you it. remind me of a dance dad to the stars because you you. Group, you kind of like, and you develop them, you teach them about dance, right, you right. teach them how to perform, they, and then they kind they of go on and me. fly. They fire me. What? They fire me. They terminate me. Because I said something I shouldn't have said, okay? Well, they're still texting you. That's, but at least they've learned how not to take it personal. Yeah. You know, that's, 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 I commend that. I, I say to any dancer in this business... Never take it personal when you're being taught. Now, if you're disrespected while you're eating dinner or just hanging out, that's a no-no. But when we're in those rooms trying to create something that's going to change history, there's a lot of tension in there. And I think choreographers and creative people get really passionate, passionate about what they're doing and something may come out the wrong way. And, and you need to check that choreographer on that if it came out the wrong way, but don't take it personal. Because I think me, I'm a coach. I'm pushing you to be the greatest person ever, the greatest performer ever. And to push you is kind of like sports. You don't see coaches going like, it's okay, you missed a free throw, okay? Just go sit down, please. <laughs> you know, Why you missed that free throw? You know, it's, and I think dance is like that. Yeah. Yeah, well, I, you know, I used to, I think working with, I used to work with Marguerite a lot. And yeah, then I came to you and she is, you don't miss the free throw. Right. So yeah. She's coming real. to you, I never got any of that energy because I think I just knew, don't miss the free throw, John, you yeah, know. Right. Yeah, right, right, right. Yeah. So she, um, but I'm sure they all ha still yeah, have yeah, a lot of. Like strict ballet world, though, didn't, didn't you? Say that again. Say that again. From a strict ballet world. Right. She was her. She was a ballet dancer, wasn't she? I don't know. I mean, I always think of her because of fame, but I do believe she trained yeah. in ballet first. Yeah. I, I feel like that's where that strict stuff came from with her mentality. But I'm sure they all have a lot of love for you, Usher, Beyonce, calling you out in the middle of this huge arena, and they know what you've done for them and helped them. Yeah, but I have a love. I have a love for all of them. It's, you know, I just want to go on record. It's never personal. You know, it, it never, never is. I think in show business, you have to have a thick skin. And I, and I always try to explain this to people. But if we're sitting at the dinner table and I say something wrong, you should throw the water on me or something, you know. But, but that because that's social, that's life. But when we're in those rooms trying to create something and we're under the pressure of making it great, you shouldn't be taking stuff personal. That's just me. What do you think she's kind of been on the, her name has been on the podcast a lot because she's a former competitive dancer. You might've not known this, but what do you think of Tate McRae? I don't know. She has that. a new song out called greedy. She was just on SNL. She's from, uh, she used to, like I said, she's a competitive dancer. I would see her at competitions. She's considered the next Britney Spears. So my oh, whole point is, yeah, I got it. I know that. Yeah, Tate, if you're listening, use Frank Gatson. He will make you the next Britney Spears. Uh, thank you for the 
plug. <laughs> but I'm serious though. That's the thing where I but think you know, she- I would love to get my hands on a lot of people. I would love to Who? definitely get back with Rihanna. I had Rihanna for SOS and Unfaithful and and we we split ways back then, but I would love to get my hands back on her because I have something to prove there. People don't know who she is. I know who she is. Okay. And uh, she was like a little daughter to me. I, I, I miss her. And I would love to work with her again. I would love to get my hands on Megan Thee Stallion. You ain't got to shake your ass all the time. You know, uh, I love, I just saw her live at pride. She was yeah. incredible. Yeah. But she's got more in her. You know, they forget that Sid Sharice was Megan before Megan was Megan. You know, like, like, like once again, that technique, Megan has technique. Shout out to Danae, you know, who's doing a great job. I'm not trying to take your job, Danae. I just want to help you make Megan a bigger star. Um, I would love, uh, I would love to make a super group. You know, I would love to put Chloe, Namani, Tanache, Justine Sky, and uh, I'm forgetting her name. She has a hit out right now. Uh, Victoria Monet, you know. Uh, that's my supergirl group, and that, and they only need they need to do it for one year only. But the, people would freak out to see those five girls together. Uh, you know, uh, you will you will do it. I already I already know that you you I got too much management. That people wouldn't want to come together. You know, I have a a saying: share the light, sparkle brighter. If those five girls would share their light for one year, they would go to the moon and beyond. I love that. Share the light. I'm writing that down. Sparkle yeah, that's, brighter. That's the, name of, that's, that's the name of my book. If I ever wrote one, share share the light, sparkle brighter. You're sharing your light with me. I'm sharing my light with you, and we're gonna sparkle bright from this interview. <laughs> we are. We are. Um, yeah. We are, and, and and we are right now. Um, yeah. I did want to ask because you did sneak on a little bit on the dance mom competition show, AUDC. I remember reaching out to you. What was your experience like that um, choreographing for those little competitive kids? You know, one thing that I did that I hate doing, I don't like people in the room when I'm teaching, you know, so there's too many eyes on me when I was teaching because, you know, it's better for me to just close the door and, and just have the people in the room that are learning what they're supposed to learn. Um, It was you know, you could, the, the, the young people were really nice. The young girls and guys were nice, but the parents were more competitive than kids to me. That's what it felt like, you know, and, and it felt, you could feel that little tension. Like my daughter's better than your daughter, you know, and, but it was a great experience. I, I, I wish I could do something like that with the black kids of the world, because what I love about the white families of the world, world is that, dance intensive, be it a class or a school in their neighborhood, that's keeping those young kids out of trouble. And, you know, and that's why I'm going back to Milwaukee to do some stuff like that, where I can get the little young black girls to take ballet. You know, I can get the young guys to take dance, you know, because kids in Milwaukee, they need things to do. And I think it's amazing how people have given up on the young people in Milwaukee, but I think dance and the arts can save their lives. That's super meaningful, Frank. I love that. What's yeah. the name of the center? Yeah, right now, like it's called the Intergenerational Performing Arts and Athletic Center. 
And, you know, and I want to bring all my connections in from Jay-Z to Beyonce to Brandy to Tyrese to Usher and kind of just share their light with my city to help me finish building this building. Right I'd now, love I, have, to, I, have build, I have the building right now, but we want to renovate it. When it's open, I'd love to come and teach technique. For sure. No doubt about it. I would love to. I'm, I'm calling um, my <laughs> <laughs> I'll be there. I'll be there. What, well, you worked with, what did you, didn't Asia Ray, do you remember her, little Asia Ray? Yes, yeah. yeah, you know, she was on a set of Brandy's daughter's video, Sarah. Uh, oh. She's their friends. And, and she's not a little girl anymore. Uh, you know, and she's, <laughs> you know, she's, she's an influencer, look like. You know, she's got a lot of followers. And it was great to see her. I just saw her like, about, like November, I think. You know, Did she remember like, you? Oh, every time I've seen her, she she runs to me. She was, I think Anthony Burrell had her in the Mariah Christmas show one year. I saw her on that stage in New York at the at the Beacon Theater, I think. So she's 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 never forgotten me. Her mother hasn't either. Her mother and I on the set of Sarai, we sat in the car and talked a minute. So you know, if you ever Christy Christy Ray, if you ever see her again, tell her hello. What I was meaning was, and you don't have to say their names. These singers that you teach when you get them young it sounds like you all get these singers that now when you get them young do they ever come in with dance parents well, dance- with Jesse's child when they were 15 but Matthew the manager he would leave the room and he trusted me he would ne- he would mm. never go my way he respected my creativity and I think that I I taught him some things about show business too you know like picking a good production manager so I, it was it was great to work with Matthew I really want you to work with Tate McRae after I'm going to text you her. You've seen it, but she's the next big pop star because oh, wow. she, and she can dance, Frank. She can, she's got legs and Batmas and right, right. I want and her you know, to but do see, that. But when you say that, once again, I want to talk about the K-pop people. The K-pop people are really trained too. you know, why, why can't we have great White girl groups, black girl groups, black girl groups, red girl groups, Mexican, you know, like our kids, we, we all, we, we got to stop dealing with just the Uchi coochie step. <laughs> I don't know what, I don't know what K-pop is though. That's why I'm not, that's, I'm missing you on that. Yes. You, you know who BTS is? That yeah. And you're telling me they can, you're telling me they have technical, they can dance technically? Yes. They're trains from five until they're ready to go. Oh, I didn't know that. Oh, it's big. You need to go down that wormhole. I'll see you some videos. Those kids are like five Chris Grants at once, five Travis Paynes at once, five John oh, wow. Carlos at once, dancing and singing with the best mics, the best makeup, the best hair, the best wardrobe. And see, and, and, and in the K-pop, they don't do music videos. They do performance videos. Every one of their videos is, is on the level of Smooth Criminal meets uh, Rhythm Nation. Mm. They don't do no video with some girls just walking down the street being lonely with some flowers. They dance full out. And that's what they, that's their goal when they, when they get together is to do great performance videos. BTS, those, what's that? The BTS army there. I told, I, one time I posted something where I said, I wanted to make a black male group to show BTS what real soul is. Okay. And I wasn't being ugly or nothing. I was just saying, you know, black people are soulful. Oh, that, that army, Pain for my throat, still cut. They, they, you know, like, How do you, do, you know, this is, I think for me and for in general, you know, I think, I know you, you said sports, but outside of sports, 
I've been in those rooms, maybe not the Super Bowl, but I've been in rooms at networks or movie studios when it's intense. How do you keep your voice, your opinion, and be so bold to say it when you know it's going to get you kicked out of the room? Because we all going to die. <laughs> Shit. I wish I could go back to high school knowing everything I know now. And it's so amazing how when you're in high school, somebody said, you got a zit or, you you know, your nose is big or whatever. I would go like, so what? Mine, you're going to die. Life is too special to let someone else predict what you need to say. Okay, you need to be gracious, gracious. You need to be nice, but be honest about this thing called show business. Don't be, you know, like that's why there's so, so much mediocrity. Well, what, what, what has blown your mind lately in show business? Like, think about it like that. You know why nothing has blown your mind lately? It's because people are not really in it like they should be in it. They're, they're, they're sugarcoating it. The producers are trying to keep some of the money. They're not trying to spend the money on the production. You know, that's why you miss people like Michael Jackson. But Beyonce is still doing a great show. That's, when you go see the Renaissance, you've never seen anything like that in your life. You know, I didn't go to Taylor Swift's show, but it seems like it was big and, and fabulous. You know, uh, I hear the girl Scissor has a great show, you know, but yet it's, it's, you got to be honesty is the word that I got to keep using. And, 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 they, and they got to know that you're not coming from a bad place where you're being honest. You're just coming from a passionate place. And I have a saying, take this one too, this is another saying. If everybody checks their ego when they come into a meeting about a movie or a production number, if you check your ego at the door, when the whole room agrees, if they check their ego, that's when it's right. Hmm. Okay, but for some reason, everybody wants to be the one who came up with the concept. No. Satan himself can come up with the concept. I don't want to go to hell. Satan, that's really cool what you want us to do, but I'm not going to hell with you, Satan. Okay? You understand? So creativity comes from all kinds of places, but where it really comes from is from passionate people who love it. Who love it and who... Thank you for that. I needed to hear that from myself, too. I'm sure a lot of people did, too. But I know for me, when I get still in those meetings... And I don't jump in with right. them all. The the idea comes rather than being in my head. So be still right. and in the quiet it comes. It's right. Um, but 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 that but, was but, good. But it's magical though. What is right is magical. You know, it's like why why is it that I can remember how my kindergarten blanket smelled? Like it was a white blanket, and the teacher gave me a magic marker to write my name on it. That was so magical to me when I went to kindergarten. I don't know why. And I've compared the magical moments in show business to that moment. That moment. That's weird, right? But yeah, because you're so present. I mean, you're you're dealing with presence. You're not in your head. You didn't say, "I thought this." You're like, I'm, "You're dealing with the smell, right. a feeling, mm-hmm. a look, a touch." Magic. You know. Yeah. It's magic. And you're a man of faith, and I know that you know that that is comes, I believe that comes from spirit. Right. You know, when we, when I watch Beyonce, I know she's a human being mm-hmm. when I, if I were to see her at a restaurant, but when she's on stage, she's anointed and but you know, she is that, something bigger than her is working she's, through she's, her. She's, she's all those things you just said, but the, I think, but the most valuable thing that people miss about her, she just gets it. 
<laughs> you know, she knows, she understands I got to do the work. She understands I got to have the best dancer on stage next to me. She understands I have to have the greatest sound. She understands I got to do the work. She understands. You said something before too that she was, uh, what did you say about and Vogue? She's all four and one. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like that's so funny. You remember that. Like to me, the reason that I was asked to work with Destiny Child was because they saw my work with Involve. And Beyonce, I equipped her with all four Involve girls, you know, like the, the classiness of Terry Ellis, the pageantry of Cindy Heron, the soulfulness of Dawn in the, the, the spicy part of Dawn, the soulful, soulful, you know, driven Maxine Robinson. You know, they, Beyonce's all four of those girls in one. Isn't that interesting? That's a really good. I mean, when you said it, I understood it. That's why I was like, you're right. And I love that she. That's her listening. That's her studying. That's her saying, look at that step Lavelle just did, Frank. No one's doing it like him. If if we're not going to do it like him, why are we doing it? You know, because you know how Lavelle would do a step with fire, you know, and and you and she wanted she wanted that step to be just like that with Chris Grant, her choreographer now who has my job. You know, he's incredible. Uh, you know, Chris Grant should have helped the people uh, with the Michael Jackson musical. I don't know if you saw me. I went and saw that Sunday. And Chris Grant. I haven't I, seen it. How was it? It's good, but they need that Michael, Jazz, Michael Jackson-ism with the rest of the cast. You, you understand Do they I mean? have anybody who worked with Michael in it? Well, they have Tony Rich who worked with the lead of Michael. But for me, I'll go on record right now. When Michael passed away, remember Michael Jackson personally picked Chris Grant to be on This Is It tour, right? And I think that Michael Jackson left his soul of dance in Chris Grant. That's how incredible Chris Grant is. Matter of fact, you need to post this video on on this interview so people can see I'm not lying about that. But like we did this- Send big, it to me and I will. We did this big special in Cardiff uh, where Chris Grant got to do an eight minute number that Katherine Jackson produced, but the world never saw it because she couldn't use the music. The, the music rights were off. Something went wrong. But I still have a copy of the video. And it's incredible. So when I went and saw, I saw the Michael Jackson musical at the Pantages the other day. I thought it was brilliant. I think the people were talented. The cast was talented. The story was amazing. But it missed that Michael Jack, Jackson moment. I don't understand why these choreographers do Michael Jackson's choreography and they change the choreography. Like the choreography yeah. is public domain. Use it. Now you can do some things different, but you got to do thriller like it is. You know, you got to get the isms of it. Chris Grant in 2011 taught a whole high school. I can show you that footage too, where he taught all these young kids age uh, 13 to 18. They were incredible as the kids in thriller because he knows the the isms. You understand what I mean by the ism? Mm, he, the ism. Know, no, tell me what do you mean by that? Every fingernail, the style. That how you know you know how when people try to imitate choreography they already get it right, you know like the the vibe you need to be in when you're doing thriller. Chris understands that mess. Like it's it's, it's, it's I, I when Michael was dying, Chris was on the phone with me, and we not we did not know Michael was dying. Chris was crying because the night before he was in rehearsal with Michael Jackson, he was just so emotional about how incredible Michael Jackson was. So at that moment, when Chris was crying, I I truly believe Michael transferred his soul of dance to Chris Grant on that phone. Mm. That's deep, right? and I mean that. That is deep. Time. That is deep. 
It, it, it reminds also, me when you say isms, it reminds me of Fosse, where Fosse was very right. intricate yes. with Stop. every little finger, right. elbow. And, and Michael's the same way. And but Michael is a is a, a hybrid of Fosse, Jackie Wilson, James Brown, the Nicholas brothers. You know, he's he took Fred Astaire, Gene Kelly. He took all those things and 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 that was brilliant in the MJ musical where they showed Michael looking at Fosse and and Gene Kelly and people like that, you know, in his mind, but he still didn't do it right. Because if you look at Thriller, you can tell that's Fosse. What when were we, some of the um, black dancers, performers that influenced Michael? Jackie Wilson, I said. Nicholas Jackie Brothers. Jackie Wilson. You know, Nicholas Brothers for sure. Um, but James Brown, come on. Well, I never would. I would think James Brown would do more prints. I never thought of... Um, Michael Jackson. You got it all mixed up. James Brown is the originator. Okay. So. No, I know. No, I'm saying, I think I would thought Prince was more influenced by James Brown. I wouldn't think Michael Jackson was influenced. Once again, Michael took a little bit from everybody. He's kind of like me. Like when I'm choreographing, I look at all styles. Like when you've seen single ladies, that's sweet. That that single ladies is is, is Bob Fosse's wife, Gwen Burton. You know, people don't know this. When I did My Love Never Gonna Get It, Gwen Burton called me on my phone and said, I love the video that you just did with In Vogue. I'm so, that, that, that call was so special to me. Are you serious? Gwen yes. Verdon called you and told you that? On well, my apartment phone over there on Bluffside in Violin. I'll never forget it. I wish I had that conversation taped, you know, but that would have been rude. You know, uh, wow. Me just from seeing In Vogue, never going to get it video. She, and she saw, and she knew that we had watched. Uh, hey, Big Spender. That's why I think she called. Wow. Mm-hmm. That's amazing. That's, a, I wish I remember. I wish, yeah, I've never. I got a lot I of have great more people. of that with people. Go ahead. I have a lot of great memories with people who, you know, like even Luther Vandross. I went to meet with him one time and he gave me the best compliment I ever had in my life. He says, every chromosome of you exudes creativity. Isn't that nice? I think that's nice. That's that was, beautiful. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I'm, I, I'm, I'll never forget that. Prince did tell me I was a good dancer. Yeah. I'll never forget that. Yeah. I was randomly, he tapped me on my back and I turned around and we were at his uh, Paisley Park yeah, and it was I, him I, in his I, big. I danced for Prince one time. We were all naked on stage. I don't know if you remember that MTV awards when he had the. Yellow, oh, you did um, get off. He, he had the yellow pants with his butt out. You were in that number. I'm in that number. Oh, I didn't know that. I haven't seen that in a, with, um, who's that dancer who has, Lori Warner's in it, right? I don't know. Lori Warner was Diamond and Pearl, yeah. But but us dancers were, like, I, I knew I had a G-string on. I was painted from head to toe, you know. I got a few who shots. Who choreographed that? I don't know why. I feel like Tina Landon and Sean Cheeseman had something to do with that. I forget. I think it was them. I still have never seen you dance, Frank. Oh, Really? No, nope. but I've seen I've seen you do pot of berets when you were teaching us what to do. And I had a clip with Involve before I started working with him. The year before I started working with him, Keith Young hired me to be part, Cindy's partner. Me and Edgar did something with Lisa Fisher that's out there on the internet. I'll show you some stuff. And I did a viral yeah. video. I went to a class last year, and and no one no one knew I was there. It was it was the playground, and the yeah. guy was teaching deja vu. Brandon, shout out to Brandon. And and they made me do it by myself. The, the little stupid video went viral. 
you know, it, it, it was funny. You, you, have you seen that video clip? I haven't. I but if you want to send it to me, I'll post yeah. it with this. Yeah, it's, it was really weird. I was so nervous, you know, because I didn't go to dance. I went to class to see if I could still dance. I was being thankful. It was the weekend before Thanksgiving, and I was driving down Melrose, and I just went into a class. And what's her name uh, who owns the studio? Uh, Robin Anton. Robin. She saw me, and she says, do, do they know you're back here? And I said, I don't, <laughs> I don't want them to know, you know, and – then some way it got up there to the teacher and the teacher made me do the combination by myself. You'll see it. Bold. Yeah. It I love your, and you, but you did it. You did do it. It was nerve wracking because all those little young kids, they, they had it down. I had the last part down because it was some of the choreography we had done for Beyonce and Deja Vu. So that's why. Speaking of those young dancers, what advice do you have for them that want to dance for you? a Frank Gatson, a Chris Grant, a Beyonce, a Brandy, a Tate McRae. What advice do you have for dancers these days? I take good classes like that Carlton Lee production guy I told you about last time. You know, he has a great class because he teaches technique. He teaches the commercialism of what dance should be. He's a real solid teacher. And I went to talk to those kids one day and I was so impressed because most classes that I go see, it seems like they do two minutes of a warm up and then all of a sudden they're dancing. And then the teachers are too busy trying to show off that they can dance. And, and, and that's fine, you know, you know, but yet you, you, you're there to teach and the kids are there to learn. So I just think you can study, you know, I, I know ballet is not as popular as a commercial world. I feel like we as dancers, we have to get it back to the 1950s and the 1950s, mm. everybody knew how to sing, dance and act. And, and dancers were valuable then. Dancers used to even get this thing. They used to get this thing called, a, a, the, the directors used to get this thing, thing called the director of choreography. You know, we don't even have a choreography category in the Oscars. We don't have a choreography category in the, the BT Awards. Thank God MTV has it. Thank God the Emmys have it. But choreography needs to get more respect. And, and I think the way we're going to get more respect is our dancers have to become better. And our choreographers need to be more versatile. The dance dad in me is coming out. How many MTV awards do you have? <laughs> oh, yeah. I have, I, I, let me say this in my humble voice. I'm the most nominated choreographer in MTV history. I have 11 nominations and I have six wins. That's amazing. Yeah, that's cool. You know, everyone listening, Frank has been, um, he's always been so good to me. You know, he hired me without auditioning. I have never auditioned for you, Frank, just so you know, but I've done. You saw me dance and you liked that I had technique, but he, that's what I loved about Frank is there was, you're good, you're in. It wasn't this game. No, it's not that. This is what what Frank noticed. You had a conservative hairdo. You danced like a man. You were good looking. Those things plus technique made you get the job. You know, because I had an issue with guys when their hair moved. I didn't mind them having long hair, but I wanted them to plant it down because I didn't want it to move. And and I had a problem with hiring short guys because most of the artists I worked with were tall. Like Tony Braxton was pretty short. And but you got to work with some of the tall artists, too, because you were like tall. So I, I had other requirements. You know, you know, you have to, you know, you know, once again. I but what I'm saying is you gave me a. um I mean, some of my best memories of yeah, dancing, you, you, you know. You were a strong dancer. 
come on. Yeah. I, I forget where I saw you dance. I don't know. If, was it in a class? I think it was Claude Thompson's class. Right. Yeah, that makes sense. Uh, uh, yeah, I used to take from Claude all the time. Yeah, yeah. I miss and, Claude. Um, and everyone, too, advice. this is some good advice. We were on tour, and he was setting it. You probably don't remember this. You were setting Tony's tour in Europe. And there was an empty space, and she was on the piano. And you were trying to do something with lights, I remember. And I remember I went up to you, and I said, well, I can do a solo while she's playing the piano. And you were like, okay, go try it. And then I tried it and it was in. Yeah. So all it takes is just asking sometimes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But you had you had you had the ability to keep that audience, you know. That's something that I learned from Michael. If you're gonna be on someone's stage, whoever you let have a solo or singing solo or dance solo, they have to be able to keep that audience. And I knew you would be able to keep that audience because of your great lines that you had. You know. Well, thank you for that. I'm yeah, gonna yeah. we're gonna we're gonna finish on that because that makes me feel good. Uh, and then we're gonna but I do have those four um we've talked about this before. I'm, because you know, again, you've heard these before, but I want them to hear them before. I'm gonna ask you those questions. So this is a rapid fire. Just go okay, off of let me get who you think of. Favorite dancer. Chris Grant. Favorite choreographer. Paula Abdul, Paula Abdul, and then maybe I Jerome. told some. I Jerome. told someone today you said that, uh-huh. and they were shocked that you said Paula Abdul, but they knew you were right. Yeah, well, that's my opinion. She does some. She did some incredible stuff. Okay. Um, favorite dance movie. West Side Story. The Both. new one or the other Probably. one, the older one. Uh, the older one is better, but I like the new one too. Yeah. Okay. As far as dance movement. Okay. Favorite Broadway show? Dreamgirls slash The Wiz. The original Wiz in 1980 and the original Dreamgirls in 1985 or whatever. No. 1976, the original Wiz. The one with Stephanie Mills and Hidden Battle, damn it. That one. The one that George Faison did and Jeffrey Holder and the Dreamgirls that Michael Bennett and Michael Peters did. Incredible. And Charlie Ralph was in that, right? Yeah, she was Dina. I saw it 29 times. You saw it how many? 29 times. That's where a lot of my style comes from, from seeing the original Dreamgirls. That's why. That's when I learned how to make girls pull up because Michael Peters had Lorel and Dina and Michelle, uh, you know, Loretta Devine played Lorel. I loved it. I would go all the time. Back then, you could buy a ticket for ten dollars. It was called standing room tickets, and I would go lean on that uh, banister in the back and watch over and over. And I would trip at Jennifer Holiday making the audience stand up every night. It was incredible. And and the guys danced like guys, and they were jumping and they were doing jetes and they were jumping in the air. And the monkeys and the whiz danced like guys, and they were jumping and they were amazing. And I just loved that mess. I loved it. Okay. Do you feel they'll ever redo Dreamgirls again on Broadway? I'm going to do it if I can. I I want you to. Yeah, I want to do it really bad because you should. You know, but but one thing that I might do that could be like it is do the invoke story. You know, because remember, that's true too. Dreamgirls was loosely based on uh, the Supremes, and I want to do something called Invoke's musical, loosely based on Invoke, but call it Hold On. You know that. that so, be- because you talked about Dreamgirls, and I know that soundtrack, the Broadway show, believe it or not, 
What's your favorite song on that soundtrack? Uh, I love Step Into the Bad Side. I love We Are Family. I love One Night Only. I love all those songs. I love all the part yeah. they do when they go, like, you're lying, you're lying, you've never been so thin because you, you know, that, that, that confrontation they had that felt like an opera, incredible. So uh, it was a soulful opera. I loved it. And I knew about Dreamgirls because um, where I trained, mm-hmm. God rest his soul, my dance teacher, he passed away of uh, AIDS later on. But I mean, I was 12 years old dancing to uh, step into the bad side. So, yeah, but that's so you know, weird. when Dream Girls, that cast of Dream Girls dancers, a lot of them died of that uh, awful disease, you know? Uh, and yeah. you know, Jennifer and Cheryl, that's why Cheryl Ralph's today, she has a, a Simply Divas event that donates to HIV and stuff like that because she lost a lot of dancers the year that she was Dina. Yeah, it was. Um... Very sad. Some amazing yeah. people, talented people that we all knew passed. A lot of beautiful people. Um, favorite, say that again? A lot of beautiful people that passed away. People that were important yes. to the culture. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. What are some of their names? Uh, Keith McDaniels is a beautiful dancer that I know who died of... Tony Tony Spizak is, was my I teacher's name. No. You know, it's a lot. Michael Peters. Yeah, you know, um, I, I don't, I don't know if Michael Bennett passed of it, but I, I just those are people that I was close to that I know. And my godfather so, passed of uh, AIDS. Yeah. So we're 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 saying their names just because they did amazing things. Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Dwayne was in the in the show business. He was a politician, but he took me to see. He took me to um, I got he took me to New Orleans on my first plane ride ever. That's why I always remember that. You know that's weird. weird. I, I had my little suit suit on. <laughs> I can I can see it, Frank. All right. So, what's your favorite style of dance? Oh, I like all dance. I I, I love Ailey, so that would be modern. I love. Uh, you only get one. Oh, I love original call doing ballet. How about that? Hey, that's a good one. <laughs> and I think I know this answer already, but I'm excited for everyone to hear this. What's the boldest thing you've done? One of. Uh, oh, I was in an agent's office and I saw Paula Abdul's number on the desk and I memorized it. And I went home and called Paula Abdul and say, I'm coming to your audition today. My name is Frank Gatson. And she was pretty mad, but she hired me when she met me at the audition, but I memorized her number from looking on an agent's desk when I was in a meeting with this agent. I memorized it and I called her and she thought that some other dancers had given me the number. But it's funny, she she booked me for the video. I think it was Steve Winwood, Roll With It Baby. And she was really caught up in her first single, but that's probably pretty bold to take that girl's number and then just call, please look at me when I come to the audition. <laughs> that's it's crazy. That's very bold. And hey, you just asked and you got it. And hopefully I'm trying to get Paula to do this podcast. So if it happens, I'm sure I might ask her about that. She should remember. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, thank you, Frank. And um, I appreciate you. And I'm looking forward to see you doing um, more of what you do. Thank you. And I got a lot more to do.
I want to bring back the movie musical. That's my goal. Okay. We'll be waiting. Thanks everyone. Peace. Thank you so much for listening to dance dad with John Carella. Thank you to everyone at Hivecast for all that you do. And if this episode meant something to you, please share it and subscribe. Also, you can follow Dance Dad with John Carell on all platforms. But most importantly, remember to be bold and be fierce.